श्रीशा नम श्री सरस्वती नम श्री सद्गुभ्यो नम समस्तजनकल्याणत करुणा नमा चिन्मय देव सद्गुरु ब्रह्म विपर मनोजव मारुदतुल्यगम जितेन्द्रिय बुद्धिमता वरिष्ठ वातात्मज वानरयूत मुख्यम श्रीरामदूत शिसा नमाषिणी जगन्माता मम सौभाग्यवृद्ध नमस्कोमी भक्त प्रसन्ना वरदा शंकर शंकराचार्यं केशव बदरायण सूत्रभाष्यृत वंदे सुखेशु विगत स्पृह 
then we saw the vishaya vinivartante last one we saw to the 59th one vishaya vinivartande niraharasya dehinah rasavarjam rasopyascha param drishtva nivartade so because is atmani atmanne varpana tushtah rasam is also not there so a person who withdraw himself refuse to feed the senses the vishaya vinivartante then he will not have an appetite for enjoyment but then what happen in the mind there will be always the taste of it that taste will not go rasam will not go rasam will go only when param drishtva nivartate when he appreciate that i myself is that paramatma the source of joy when he appreciate that only in that realization even the taste for the enjoyment will go away rasavarjam rasopyascha param drishtva nivartate now <coughs> Bhagavan is warning here there are two verses which is directly addressed to us it is not like it is not a sthita pratya portion so man of study wisdom there is no problem but people like us sadhakas we have to be warned when we are striving to striving hard to reach that state there are pitfalls so this pitfalls we have to be reminded of so bhagwan is reminding us this two verses are very very beautiful at the same time very dangerous if you don't uh, take it properly in proper spirit then it become dangerous also ha ah, continue it's 60th verse means they mat means churn no you must have 
churning rod is used, mat. So, pramadhini means the turbulent. <laughs> so, the mat is the root there. So, pramadhini means it churns your mind. <laughs> so, turbulent. Indriyani, the senses are turbulent. Hey, Arjuna. Te prasabham manaha can forcefully, the might can forcibly haranti lead to astray. Take you off the right path. Haranti means steal away. Haran, haran, haran means stealing away, taking away, looting away. Yatataha api, even of the striving, vipaschitaha purushasya. So, even a person who is striving hard to control himself, the nature of senses are such that it will loot you away or take you away from the path. Even to those people, vipaschitaha purushaha, vipaschita means wise person, intelligent person, even those they can forcibly lead astray the mind of even a wise, striving person. Now see, this is the dangerous verse. <laughs> if you read the meaning, hey Arjuna, son of Kunti, the turbulent senses do violently carry away the mind of a wise man, though he be striving to control them. Now, what, when you hear that, what is our understanding? Even such people, wise people, cannot control. What is the point we controlling? So, we don't have to go. We cannot control. Why are we even striving? Why are we even striving, trying at all? So, that kind of a thought comes to us. So, that one, Bhagavan is going to remove that doubt in the next verse. So, <clears throat> so here it is, the self-discipline has to come from the mind first. That is the thought we have to understand here. Self-discipline has to come from at the thought level. So we generally think that thinking is harmless. Nobody knows uh, what I am thinking. I am not doing any harm to anybody physically. So I can think whatever I want. You know, this kind of a freedom we have given to our mind. <laughs> so what happened? The mind is a workshop where a devil is born. So as you think, so you become. As the thought, so the mind. As the mind, so the person. So thinking has to be very careful. This is a great sadhana. So the practice of shama, control of mind comes first. Then only comes Dhamma means physical control. Here Lord Krishna cautions, controlling the senses is not an easy job. The reason is simple. So far we have been fulfilling all wishes and fancies of our senses. So whenever the mind says something, we always jump up. Our Gurudev used to say that our mind has become like a step-on waste paper basket. <laughs> you know, a step-on waste paper basket. The moment you step on, it opens the mouth. 
then you put it fully. The same way, our mind also, the mind says, give me ladu, ah, well, you put it there. <laughs> then jilebi dudu, ah, put it there. Whatever the mind asks, we open our mouth and then we feed it. So, we have been spoiling our mind, not only this life, all through our lives. It is something like a spoiled child. You know, only one lota beta hai, only one child is there, that also born late. So you have a lot of affection for the child. So whatever the child asks, you give. Then what happened? Then certain time, after some time, he, whatever he wants, he will do it. Your stage will come, you cannot say no to it. <laughs> so this is the situation. So we are entertaining them for so long and we are not aware how powerful they have become. So this mind has become a powerful. <laughs> so Bhagavan is, is going to say in 6th chapter, Dharet Atman Atmanam Natmanam Avasadet Atmaivakhi Atmanaha Bunduhu Atmaivaripuratmanaha Atma Shabda is used there for mind. Your mind is your friend, your mind is your enemy. Now, what type of mind is your friend? A disciplined mind is your friend, an indisciplined mind is your enemy. So, in Svetashvedar Upanishad, not Svetashvedar, the teacher says, Manayeva Manushyanam Karanam Bandha Mokshayo. So, mind is the cause or the reason for one to get moksha and one to get bound also. So our Rishikesham Mahatma used to say, the mind is like a key. You know, you turn one side, it gets locked. The same key you turn the other side, it gets unlocked also. In America it is ulta, but in India it is different. Everything is ulta either. Right side, left side and all. So anyway, so one side you turn, it is locked. Another side, the same key when it is turned, other side, it unlocks. The same way, the mind when it is turned outside, it gets locked. <laughs> Why bondage? The very same way it turned inward, the other side, it gets unlocked, become free. So this is the key. So therefore, we have to deal with them very delicately and cautiously. Not that you have to get frightened, but we have to handle with care. Since they are powerful, it requires a lot of alertness. Alert with regard to our sensory operation. What we talk, what we hear, what we see, what with whom we move in regard to all of them, we need to be alert. So, simple sense, stop feeding junk. <laughs> So the junk, what is that? All gibberish, all kinds of rubbish, we keep on listening. Or we keep on talking. Or we keep on entertaining. <clears throat> if you are not alert, mind can become a turbulent. Then Vedanta is gone. So as much as possible, try to keep that balance. The sense organs are very powerful. They are like a churning rod. Pramadhi comes from the root mat to churn. So, 
what means to churn or churning rod? Pramadini, a very powerful churning rod. Sense organ is a powerful churning rod and we have five of them. These rod churns the mind. Yesterday I told you, <laughs> the uh, different, different animal, you know, Kuranga, Madanga, Patanga, Meena, Bhanga. So these are the five animals. Each one of them got one, one weakness. They get destroyed because of their weakness. Human being, we have all the five. So how powerful the senses can make for us. So control of senses is very important. And one time our ramp, what is that? In, um, in Ashtavakra Gita it is said, Ashtavakra tells Bhagavan, tells his Ashtavakra, the disciple is um, Janaka Maharaj. He tells him that, hey, if you want moksha, if you want moksha, you have to consider the vishayas as poison. <laughs> so, so much strong words he uses. And then he explains also, poison when you take, <clears throat> when you take only you die, isn't it? Poison. Just looking at the poison, you are not going to die. But vishayas are such, vishaya I means sense of objects are such, looking at it, you can destroy it, it seems. <laughs> if you keep on looking at it, what happens? Then there is a desire rises. And then that leads you to occupy in a proper curing or possessing, etc. That topic will come, Bhagavan himself is going to say that. So, this looking at it's a birth. So, therefore, one has to be careful what you hear. That's why our, our Shantipada also, Badram Karne Vishnuyamadeva, Badram Pashe Matshabirya Jatraha, Stirairangai Histutuvagum Sastanubihi. So, Badram Karne Vishnuyamadeva, may we hear only auspicious. That's why our Gandhiji has got the three monkeys, na? <laughs> hear not evil, see not evil, speak not evil. Then I saw in one of those uh, handicrafts uh, shops, I saw three monkeys, same monkeys, but one monkey is looking at with binacle. <laughs> See, carefully, you know. <laughs> then here also, very here. Then with the microphone, <laughs> speak. Like opposite completely. But if you say something that people will argue also. Unless I hear, how do I know it is evil or good? So I want to hear. Unless I see, how do I know it is evil or good? Like this, people argue. <laughs> but that's not the point. So Shabdas Parsha Rupa Rasaganda is capable of entering the mind and agitating the mind. <laughs> so when mind is disturbed, it cannot retain the Vedantic knowledge required for assimilation. So, ah, see, Ramakatha, everybody know Ramakatha, but the philosophy of Ramakatha, if you understand, philosophy of Ramakatha is given in Adhyatmanamayana. So there it is given, come out from the pen of Vyasa Bhagavan. Naturally, you see, there is a philosophical meaning also. 
Rama is Brahman. Sitaji is the mind. Shanti Videha Sutta Sahachari. So the mind is the seat of Shanti. So, as long as the mind was with Rama, Sitaji was very happy. Whether she was in Ayodhya or she was in, in the forest, she was happy. The moment she got attracted to one golden deer, Maricha took the form of a golden deer. Gold stands for what? Material pleasure. So Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyaksha. Hiranya means gold. Kashipu means bed. The one who is rolling in gold means what? Pleasure. So Hiranyam stands for pleasure. So the moment she thought of something other than Bhagavan, then what happened? She came into the grip of Ravana. Desha Mukha. Desha Mukha means what? The one who revels in all ten senses. That is called Desha Mukha. It is not that he has got ten heads and things like that, twenty hands. <laughs> it is, will be very difficult to move about also. So the balancing also a problem, you know. Five will be this side, four will be this side, one in the center. You will be always tilted. <laughs> it's not proper, it, it's impossible. It's not that he had only one head and two hands only. But his appetite for enjoyment was ten times more than any normal person. So, the mind comes under, Deshamukha means what? Mind come under the control of ten senses. You will be imprisoned by the senses. We are all Sitaji state now, isn't it? We are all imprisoned by Ravana, the Deshamukha. And we are not able to get out. <laughs> right? And what did she do? She remembered her fall and started remembering the Lord continuously. Refused to accept whatever the Ravana offered. And continuously the intensity of her thought and the made Bhagwan come for her. And then he said, he sent his messenger also, that's called Guru. So when the time comes, Guru will come. And make you, when you give up hope that there is no God, Bhagavan is not listening to my prayers, uh, all kinds of thought comes to us at that time. Bhagavan sent the Guru, like Hanumanji uh, is like a Guru. And he made her believe that Bhagavan is looking for you and he will definitely come and rescue you. And this is what we have to understand. <coughs> the consequence the moment you leave the thought of Bhagavan, then what happened? What are the three things? Kamini, Kanchana, Kirti. Kamini, attraction, indulgence towards opposite sex. Kanchana, wealth, irresistible greed, hoard. No contentment, whatever money you get. Kirti, name and firm, fame. Wanting to be recognized in the world. These are the three things. The mind get attracted. If you are able to take care of these three, 
your master of your mind. This is what Ramashwaramsa says. <laughs> so Yatataha, the one who is striving very hard, even those people who are striving hard are also subjected to be victimized by the senses forcibly taking away the mind. <clears throat> Sense organs can drag down even a vipaschita. Vipaschita means a wise man. One who has studied scriptures has obtained knowledge, but in a moment of weakness he can be distracted. It is possible for him also to fall down. So there is a beautiful story. Bhagavan Vedavyasji was writing something. He wrote one sloka. Balavan Indriya Kramaha Vidvamsam Api Harshati Dharshati. Sense organs are very, very powerful. They tempt even a learned man. Then he had to go somewhere. He left it on the desk and went out. One of uh, his disciples, Vaishambhayana, happened to read that verse. When he read that, he did not like it very much. He felt how can you say even a learned person is tempted? So he changed it, api, that abhishabda to natu. <laughs> so balavan indre gramaha vidvamsam natu garshati. The sense organs are very powerful, but they don't tempt a learned person. <laughs> like this he corrected, so think of the audacity of the shishya to correct the guru. <laughs> Vedavyasi, when he came back, he saw it. Oh, somebody has corrected it, okay. And he knew also who must have corrected it. So he smiled and kept quiet. A few days passed, Vedavyasa went somewhere and he said, you take care of the ashram, I am going away. So the Jishya said, okay, no problem. And after two days, suddenly the rain, pouring rain started. And the disciple was alone in the kutia, and he closed all the doors. And suddenly in that rain, rental rain water, one young lady, beautiful looking lady came and knocked at the door. And the shishya opened the door and asked, why, oh, yes, what can I do for you? It is raining, can I just... Uh, stay in the outside veranda at least, you know. So when the rain is over, I'll go away. He said, okay, no problem. Then afterward, the rain became too much. Then she could not stand on the veranda. Then she said, can I come in? <laughs> he said, okay. So she came inside and he gave her one bed sheet also. And then she was lying down, sleeping and to Tell the story short. And this person was looking at her and he could not control himself. He went and removed the, what do you call, sheet, bed sheet she was covered with. And then what did he see? Veda Vyasa. <laughs> no more girl, nothing. So that's a climax. So <laughs> instead of the girl, he saw Veda Vyasa. Then you can imagine what must have happened to that poor man. Vaishambhaya, she got suddenly, they understood, 
But he didn't have to communicate anything. He understood immediately. Vidvamsam. What are you talking about? Even Mahatmas, even learned people, they also fall a prey to their senses. So therefore, one has to be very careful. <laughs> Don't take this mind for granted. So, so, when even a Vipaschita Purusha can come down, we need to be very alert. Here Lord Krishna is talking about a Vipaschita, not the one who is Atmanyevatmanatushta, not a Siddhapratnya here. A man of steady wisdom is not the one who is succumbed to this kind of situation. He is talking about a person who is a learned person. That is all a practitioner, a sadhaka. So, those who are practicing religion after a few years of practice, they no doubt come to live a certain inexplicable inward joy and this will bring them overconfidence and often painful of their progress. Then they relax in their tapas. So when they come back to the field of senses, the turbulent senses do violently snatch away the mind from the poise of its meditation. Yatato Vivikaunteya. So this sloga Yatato Vivikaunteya Purushasya Vipaschitaha Indriyani Pramadini Harandip Prasapamanaha. So that is the meaning of that verse now continuing. Therefore, Bhagavan said, Tani Sarvani Samyamya. Asita Matparaha Vashehi Yasyendriyani Tasya Pratnya Pratishtita Tani Sarvani Tani therefore or then Sarvani all samyamya, having restrained, having restrained them all, yuktaha, the one who is endowed with discrimination, integrated person, yuktaha. Asita should sit, matparaha, intent on me. Why? Because mind cannot sit. Suppose you control the mind, refuse, refrain of the mind from thinking of any objects. Then what happens? The mind gets bored. <laughs> mind starts revolting. So the mind has to be given something to hold on to. Mind is like that, it needs something to hold on. Our Gurudev used to give us an example, you see. See, in our ashram, in our Bombay ashram, when we were studying, so after the class we used to go and sit with Gurudev and, you know, he 
question answer session. Every class, children, every student will have some doubt, he used to answer. So at that time, devotees from outside also come and sit. So what happened? See, there are monkeys. They come from the Powai Park. Our ashram in Powai Park is close. And uh, monkeys always love bananas. But most of the sometimes they get it, sometimes they don't get it. So what they do? They do some mischief. A person was sitting there and, you know, listening to Gurudev. He had his pets. A monkey quietly put his soft hand on the shoulder and lifted this. He didn't know. I went up the tree. Now this man suddenly looking at the Swamiji and he cannot see Swamiji anymore because blurred vision. <laughs> and he looked here and there, what happened to my glass? Then this monkey sitting there and making noise. <laughs> Teasing him. Now everybody got up and started throwing stones and things like that. Nothing worked. Gurudev said, don't worry. Don't come here, all of you come here. Sit down. Then he took one banana from there and said, go and keep it under the tree. And come back. Don't do anything. Now the monkey and banana is important. <laughs> he loves banana. Now he started looking at the banana and the, the glass in his hand. Now he need one hand to hold on to the tree and go. Another hand, this is the glass. So he came down slowly. Then he had to pick up the banana. Once he picked up the banana, he has to drop the glasses. <laughs> So he dropped the glasses and then picked up the banana and went up. Immediately, someone said, go and take your best glasses. <laughs> so, exactly like that is our mind. It has to hold on to something. Otherwise, it will play mischief like a monkey. So therefore, Bhagavan says, Matparaha. Let the mind be given a field for thought. What are they? Bhagavan said, think of me. Matparaha. So the one who is endowed with discrimination should sit intent on me. Vashehi yasi indriyani whose sense organs are under control. Tasya pratnya pratishta his wisdom is steady. So, his wisdom is steady whose sense organs are under control. Tani Sarvani Having controlled them all. Having controlled but uses the adjective Sarvani all. So how do you subdue the senses? Some people believe in expressing. They say there is no need of exercising any control, live a natural life. Don't try to control what comes to your mind, express, and if you control it, it will suffer. 
it will be a suppression this is one theory no, i am not joking there is a mahatma who taught this who i don't know you heard of him now he is no more he was first acharya rajinish now he is the netroni became bhagwan rajinish his books also you read he tells you bhav to aise hai usko lagam nahi dena wo chhod dena aise whatever bhav that comes to your mind you express it don't control it he was a psychiatrist so naturally he uses psychiatrists for all that psychology don't try to control what comes to your mind express and if you control it will be a suppression in today's world also most parents feel children should express their emotions now modern theory it is like that it should not be controlled <laughs> you should not curb the emotion in a child if a child is angry give a pillow and let the child punch it and let him vent his anger out that is there are book written like this <laughs> some people express some people suppress the problem with suppression is it will build up a lot of pressure inside and at one time it just explodes like a volcano after all mind is a flow of thoughts when you obstruct like putting a dam for a flowing river lot of pressure build up unless there is a channel to free some of the water dam will break that doesn't mean you express everything indiscriminately unintelligently suppose a guest comes to your house whom you dislike will you say get out <laughs> can't say that if you start expressing everything that comes to your mind that will be a sheer madness suppression is saying no no to all desires in suppression man is not indulging only because of external pressures not because it is coming from within why he suppresses particular desire he likes something and he control himself because he is afraid of the society or afraid of the moral code or at least afraid of the government or the law isn't it this is called suppression now <clears throat> another reason for suppression is lack of higher goal in life so there is no other inspiring goal for me to achieve and only you are asked to stop so control over senses we don't understand what is control also we think control is not using our senses but our senses are meant for using the eyes are meant for seeing ears are meant for hearing then how to keep senses under control our gurudev used to say sublimation 
Sublimation is neither an unintelligent expression nor it is a suppression. <coughs> See, when you have a higher goal and purpose, the mind is convinced about it, the discipline comes to you automatically. Now, if you want to be a world Olympic champion, or you want to be a Wimbledon champion, or you want to enter into the US Open, a tennis player, now discipline comes to him automatically, isn't it? He will get up 3.30, 4.30, he is already in the court. Six hours, seven hours is playing continuously. He disciplined himself how to, where to sleep, how to, how much, how long he has to sleep and what type of food he should take and what type of training he has to do. Everything is measured, disciplined. In fact, he has to listen to two or three or four people who are coach, coaches. So one different, different coaches are there. So, if you have that goal that this is what I want, then what happens? He will not indulge. If there is no goal for that person, that mind to get inspired, the purpose for which the mind is not inspired, then what happens? Mind becomes loose, indisciplined. Then you try to control that becomes a suppression. But if you give the mind some higher goal and purpose, then what happens? Discipline becomes a sublimation. It is no more a pressure for him. Yukta asita matparaha. That's why Bhagavan said, give matparaha means the goal, higher goal. Bhagavan is the goal, infinite is the goal, mukti is the goal. Matparaha intend on me. One should sit for meditation, devoting oneself heart and soul to me. Asita, sit will be elaborated by Lord Krishna. Dhyana Yoga actually. Matparaha means intent on me. Tani Sarvani Samyamya. The sense organ, when they are conserved and controlled, they create enormous energy. Just like the water which is flowing downward, you control it by a dam. When you curtail the momentum of flow of water, that builds energy. And that water is not properly let out, it will break all the barriers. So also in the case of human mind, when a person is asked to control the senses and if that controlled saved energy is not directed to the proper channel, then it will become a destruction. Therefore, Bhagavan says, Matpara. His mind should be devoted to the Lord. Lord Krishna wants the extra time one has now, but not pursuing unnecessary things. Use that time to dwell upon me, the truth revealed in Vedanta.
ಸಗುಣ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರ್ಗುಣ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಸಗುಣ ಈಶ್ವರ ನಿರ್ಗುಣ ಈಶ್ವರ ಬೋತ್ವೇ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಶುಡ್ ಟ್ರವಲ್ ಇನ್ ಸಗುಣ ಈಶ್ವರ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಣ ಈಶ್ವರ ಸೊ ವಚೇಜಿ ಎಸ್ಯೇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಿ ತಜ್ಞಾಪಿಚ್ಚಿರ ಫಾರ್ ಈ ಹೂ ಸೆನ್ಸಸ್ ಆರ್ ಮಾಸ್ಟರ್ ಹೇಸ್ ವಿಸ್ಡಮ್ ಇನ್ ಡೀಡ್ ಈ ಸ್ಟೇಬಲ್ ಸೊ ತಜ್ಞಾ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿತ ಸೊ ತಾನಿ ಸರ್ವಾಣಿ ಸಂಯಮ್ಯ ಯುಕ್ತ ಆಸೀತ ಮತ್ಪರ ಸದ್ ಟೂ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿಯತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿ ಒನ್ ಈಸ್ ಟೆಕೆದರ್ because first he said it's very difficult to control even for people who are wise people for them by indriyani prabhadini prabhadini harandi prasavam mana so indriyas are very turbulent it is very difficult for even educated intelligent wise people even to control therefore one should control that's the point <laughs> it is not a therefore give up no therefore we should start disciplining ourselves and how giving higher values higher thoughts higher purpose in life so let it divinize our life let not live for only what food shelter clothing recreation alone so this should not be the thought one should be able to think of something higher now the question is suppose i don't do it your choice see suppose i don't live a higher life what will happen to you suppose i don't discipline myself what will happen to you now these two verses following two verses are very famous and mahatma gandhi in his autobiography has written these two verses he says it has influenced him very much so let us see dhyayato vishayan pumsa sangasteshu pajayate this is called ladder of fall how step by step we fall from our own glory is given here step by step dhyayataha vishayan pumsaha pumsaha means a man or can be a woman also dhyayataha vishayan vishayan sense object dhyayataha dwelling on 
मैड डवेलिंग ऑन सेंस ऑब्जेक्ट संगस्तेशु उपजायते संगहा तेशु उपजायते तेशु टू दम संगहा अटैचमेंट उपजायते स्प्रिगा इज बोर्न अराइजेस सो व्हेन ए पर्सन इज डवेलिंग अपॉन सर्टेन ऑब्जेक्ट्स अटैचमेंट फॉर दम अराइजेस संगात समझायते कामहान फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट समझायते इज बोर्न कामहा डिजायर फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट डिजायर इज बोर्न व्हेन द डिजायर इज नॉट फुलफिल्ड कामा क्रोधो बिजायते फ्रॉम डिजायर क्रोधा एंगर इज बोर्न क्रोधात् भवति सम्मोहः क्रोधात् फ्रॉम एंगर सम्मोहा डेलूशन भवति अराइसेस सम्मोहा स्मृति विप्रमः फ्रॉम डेलूशन स्मृति विप्रमः लॉस ऑफ मेमोरी स्मृति प्रमशा बुद्धि नाशः फ्रॉम लॉस ऑफ मेमोरी बुद्धि नाशः डिस्ट्रक्शन ऑफ डिस्क्रिमिनेशन destruction of intelligence buddhinashat nashiti from the loss of discrimination he goes to complete ruin so if you read the words see first is bhagwan saying dhyayata dhyaya means dhyayata means meditation dhyana means meditation the one who meditate upon one who meditates what is the last line pranashyati he get destroyed the <laughs> bhagwan meditation is supposed to be the highest thing means for realization truth and you say dhyayata pranashyati how can you dhyayata meditator destroy himself now the question is meditate upon what that is the point dhyayata <laughs> vishayan so a person who is meditating upon vishayas objects sense pleasures then first thing what happen attachment comes raga then from raga what happen comes what desire kama kama is the one see first it comes as a fancy why not you know if i get it fine that way then the thought comes what happened the mind start magnifying it mind has got a tendency to magnify the pleasure so if i get it oh maja aaya that will be the pleasure this will be the pleasure like this mind start picturizing vividly clearly magnified joy it produces it projects in the mind then if you keep on one time you ignore second time you ignore third time fourth time it comes on repeatedly projected in the mind then what happen it becomes a desire once it becomes a desire then what happen you cannot stop it you have to get it by hook or crook whether it is right way or wrong way doesn't matter i must have it 
Then what happened? The desirable objects are not many, but contenters are many. <laughs> so there are, uh, see, beautiful things are not too many. So, but everybody want that <laughs> beautiful thing means it's always not possible. Only one can get it. So therefore what happened? If you don't get it, you get angry. Krotaha abhijayate. Once anger comes, delusion. Delusion means what? What is right and wrong, you forget. Krotatmavad sammoha. Sammoha smudivipramaha. Then what happened? Your memory loss. <laughs> Who is standing in front of me? You forget. When he said that, my father-in-law told me this word, I forgot who is standing in front of me. I gave him one ringing slap. <laughs> then I realized, he, I married his only daughter. <laughs> and that also, the all riches are going to come to me <laughs> after him. But I forgot all that. Smithipramsa means memory loss. I acted very wrongly. Then what happened? Once that memory loss happens, Buddhinasat Pranasyati. Once Buddhinasa happened, Smithipramsa, Smithipramsa, Buddhinasa. Buddhinasa means discrimination, ability to think right and wrong. Buddhinasat Pranasyati was complete ruin. <laughs> now, <coughs> this is the whole picture of the ladder of fall. The Siddha Lakshana is not what is given here. It is a lakshana of ourself, okay? <laughs> this is what happens to every one of us. So, Now, to understand this, give an example, then you will be able to appreciate. You all go for shopping, isn't it? Window shopping first. Through the window you see what is inside. And suddenly, it's not that every object that is there in the shop attracts you. Only certain things attract you. Suddenly you see a model is wearing a beautiful dress. The color, the make and the shape, everything attracts you. So you go inside and you touch the texture of the fabric and then of course you can take it out and go to the dressing room and put it on and see how it is, how it looks and it covers all your ugliness and you are very happy and then you look at the price tag dollars. That's too much money. You put it 
back and come home. You think that problem is over there? No. Mind, second day morning you get up with that thought only, that dress. <laughs> you ignore it. Third day it comes. Fourth day also it hits you. Fifth day what happened? You get onto the car and go to the shop. Again look at it and try to bargain with these people. <laughs> then you know, what discount you will give me? I am interested in buying this. What is the discount you can give me? <laughs> and they will say, not much, maybe five percent. Like that they will say. It's nothing. So you come back. Now you come back with the mind bent upon what? Buying it, isn't it? Now how to convince your husband? <laughs> this is the next post. <laughs> so they will make a very good food that day, whatever he likes. And then slowly, and he is also wondering what happened. <laughs> then they will make you feel a little guilty. Now, do you know how long we have been married? start thinking over years, maybe twenty years. Have you ever bought me any new dress? <laughs> then you start <laughs> thinking mentally, did I buy anything? Then you say, honey, all the money that is there, it is yours only. You can buy whatever you want, whenever you want. Why do I have to buy for you? <laughs> that is all you are saying. <laughs> But when you buy and give me, there is a joy. I myself buy, there is no joy. <laughs> I said, now what do you want? <laughs> then he says, there is a dress now, very beautiful, and we have a party coming also to attend. I have nothing to wear. 183 dresses are hanging the wardrobe. Every time open the thing, nothing to wear. What is this? <laughs> Means what? Nothing new to wear, that's the point. <laughs> and when they say, how much is it? Then they say, two thousand. What? <laughs> Sona waste hai, grass waste hai, yeah. No, nothing to it. You think that if the husband says nothing to it, you are not buying? It is going to work? No. Because she decided to buy it. The next day morning, this fellow's socks will not be there in the right place. <laughs> one sock somewhere, one sock somewhere else. The tie will not be there, coat will not be there, shirt will not be there, it is not ironed properly. All kinds of problems every day. <laughs> Breakfast, Nevoga. Then finally he has to succumb to it, okay. <laughs> Suppose she cannot buy it, anger comes, isn't it? Ah. Then when anger comes, what all things that comes down from the mouth, you don't know. Pura khantan ki. Then they start talking about what kind of life, I don't know why I married you. 
Am I neighbor? You know, she married a plastic surgeon. She can have anything she wants. Two thousand dollars is nothing. It's a pocket money for her. And I don't know why I married you. <laughs> Make you feel so miserable. Then you will say, okay, go and buy. So this is just an example. But the same way, every object is like that. If there is an obstacle coming between, the mind reacts in the form of anger. And then anger comes, what happens? Your ability to think right and wrong will go. At that time you are not interested, even if you are punished, let us say if it is illegal also, people say, I will get a good lawyer and get things going, but right now I want to do it. This will be the situation. So this is so psychological. <laughs> and when you know the fall, how it is falling, and when you become alert, earlier Bhagavan talked about it, be alert with reference to your thoughts. When the fancy, mind develops a fancy, at that point you can control it. Before it develops into a desire, you have choice. If you exercise that choice, you will be able to control it. So this is why Bhagavan is mentioning that. Earlier, it's very, very systematic development of thought. So, earlier Bhagavan talked about controlling it. How one can control it? If you don't control, even if you are a vipaschita, a wise man, you will fall a prey to your senses, he said. And then now, how one can control it? Bhagavan gives you the steps with which you fall from your own glory. So, if you know the steps, so when it comes it as a fancy, why not I have it? At that point you have perfect control. But then once it develops into you, you keep on brooding over it, thinking over it. Mind projects a fanciful picture about it. That's why they say in real enjoyment there is no joy. Thinking about it there is a joy, isn't it? People write a book on it, there is a reading, there is a joy, but actually experiencing there is nothing. <laughs> so, this projection of mind which gives you beauty and joy, etc., that is the one to be curtailed. <laughs> In the beginning itself, hey mind, don't start thinking about it. <laughs> so, then we will not get into that situation. So, but then, you know, they say that this Shastra every time talk about something that is drastic. You say, suppose the object is not received, then only anger comes. But when anger comes, there is what? Moha. Samoha, Samohas. Smriti Brahmsha, Smriti Brahmsha, Uttinasha, Uttinasha, Pranashti. This theory will be applicable only when he gets angry, isn't it? And that anger comes only when he doesn't get the object. Now suppose, let us say, opposite of your theory, what? Suppose the person gets the object. Ah. Why are you thinking always negatively? Think positively. Let us say he got the object, then your theory doesn't work. 
He doesn't get angry. Then, then there is no moha, then there is no the memory loss, there is no buddhinasa, there is no pranasiddhi. Bhagavan said, my theory still works. <laughs> How? Because when he gets the object, next evil is what? One is krotha, another is called lobha. Lobha means greed comes. When you are successful, what happens? When you get what you want, then what happens? You don't stop there. Then greed comes. I want more, I want more. When that thought comes also, same situation. If a greedy person is not worried about the law, whether it is morally good, whether it is legally correct, all these things he will not see. Why? His greed make him go for it. Exactly like that moha also. Dhanaspati Pramsa, Uttidasa, Uttidasa, Prashyati. Bhagavan says both ways my theory works. <laughs> so whether it is anger or it is successful, then the greed comes. Greed comes also, it is the same theory. <clears throat> so Shankaracharya says as the one who has lost buddhi, he become unfit for achieving any great goal in life, he become purushartha ayogya, unfit for achieving any human pursuit. When buddhi is gone, the very humaneness is gone. In the absence of wisdom, impulse takes over, the person is no more a human being at that point. What is the difference between a man and animal? It is a faculty of discrimination. If that itself is lost, then you are not a human being, you are an animal. When you think and do deliberately, it makes one a human being. If I do things impulsively, then I stop being a human being. It is something like Bhagavan Shankaracharya gives a Example in Vivek Chudavani. See, <laughs> see, suppose you are in the seventh floor and you are playing with a, let us say, a tennis ball in your hand and that ball slip and fall. Then what happened? That ball will fall on every step <laughs> until it reaches the bottom of the stairs, isn't it? Once you fall from the higher level, then it, the fall will not stop at one point. It will fall and stop only at the bottom. When you hit the bottom alone, it will stop. Same way. Once that fall happens, what is the fall? Dhyayato vishayan pumsa sangaste shubhajayate. So at the level of brooding over of an object, sankalpa jayate kamaha. If you keep on thinking about sankatva prabhavan kamaan tiktva sarvan asheshadaha. Sixth chapter also Bhagavan talks about this. Because sankalpa prabhavan kamaan sarvan tektvan asishtaha. So, 
All the desires are born of sankalpa only. <laughs> Keep on thinking about it, brooding over it. This brooding is the one to be stopped. The key to be happiness, to happiness is this, that if you stop brooding over it and thinking over it and hallucinating about it and imagining about it, then what happens? You have control over your thinking. <laughs> Otherwise, you become a victim. So, dhyayato vishayan kumsaha sangaste shubhajayate sangha sanjayate kamaha kamat krotho vijayate krotat bhavati sammoha sammoha smriti pramaha smriti pramsat buddhinasaha buddhinasat pranasyati All right, continuing, I think. Think about this verse, this is to be memorized, okay? This is very helpful. <laughs> Whenever we are thinking about something, mind picks up something, fanciful thought, immediately say, Jayato, Jayato, like a timer it comes and it stops you from thinking. <laughs> now continuing, 64th verse. Ragatvesha Vyuktestu You can enjoy the pleasure 
without getting caught. This is what the key is. Now, think about it. Gurudev used to give an example, very nice example. So suppose there is a fair, you know, there are, we used to have a fair also in our backyards. So there all the memorial day also, Thanksgiving also, there's some campus. Fair will be there. There are all kinds of shops will be there, isn't it? Toy shops and sari shop and menswear and uh, food, you know, book shop and things like that, different, different shops will be there. So let us say a, a couple with a child went to see the fair. As soon as you enter, what do you see? Toys are us shop. Now immediately the child runs towards it and started picking up all the toys and start playing. Child is so attached to it. And mother and father totally detached. <laughs> it is not that they are not seeing the object. They enjoy the toys also. Sometimes they play with it also. But it doesn't affect them. Like it affects the child. Now afterwards sometime, you know, by they may buy something for the child and take the child out. The next comes what? The, what do you call? Navarang Sari Shop. <laughs> Different varieties of colors and shapes and designs, Sari Shop comes. Then what happened? Then wives rank Bhajate, her color goes up her face, but her husband become pain because he doesn't know how much he has to pay. So immediately what happened? The husband and the child become so detached. <laughs> they are not at all attached. They go and touch the sari and say, sometimes she'll ask, Do you think this is good? This is good. He'll say, Ah, looks good. <laughs> but totally detached. They are experiencing it, but totally detached. Then somehow after two, three sarees she buys and come out. Then the next shop is menswear. Then the man goes inside, it's very difficult for him to come out. So there the wife and the child both are detached. <laughs> so if this is understood, <laughs> this when you have grown out of it, then what happens? You will be able to enjoy better. See, that is why most of the time we are able to enjoy the neighbor's child better than your own child, isn't it? <laughs> because neighbor's child you are not attached. You can enjoy fondle and have a good time with the child. Because there is no expectation from the child that the child should behave this way, that way, etc. When it comes to your child, there are so many expectations are there that spoil the whole thing, the joy. So the whole key for enjoyment in this world is what? You mentally detach, then you can enjoy better. This is the key. So, Indriyehi Atma Vashehi 
the sense organ under his control vishayan charan moving in the world of objects experiencing sense object but he is moving atma vashyehi his senses are under his control they are totally free from personal likes and dislikes ragatvesha vyuktehi you cannot have this likes and dislikes to sense organs only to sense objects so the likes and dislikes a particular object i like particular object i don't like this kind of thing one should not entertain whatever comes according to your prarabdha enjoy it it is something like a driver under his the car is under his control if the vehicle is under your control then you have a joyous ride but if that vehicle is not under your control it takes you for a ride <laughs> so this is a key the vidhya atma whose mind is controlled the mind has been properly disciplined and subdued so one has samayantama so ragatvesha vyuktestu one whose mind is well controlled moves in the world of sensory object prasadam adigachati attains prasadam here me attains tranquility peace as when the temple you get prasad prasad means bhagwan's prasad the lord gives you the prasadam prasadam is manap prasad manap prasadam means tranquility peace of mind so when you have disciplined you have certain control over your mind when you are able to tell your mind no right now we are not able to tell the mind no <laughs> we don't have the courage small small thing you start not big things small things you start telling the mind no and when you have achieved that particular goal of telling no to the mind and make the mind stopped thinking about it you have achieved and then you see a certain tranquility in the mind this is the most peaceful enjoyable experience that is called prasadam now continuing prasadam bhagavan says prasade sarva dukkhanam anirasyopajayate ಪ್ರಸಾದೇ so when the mind is tranquil all his sorrows come to an end prasanna chetasah hi ashu buddhi paryavadishtade intellect of such person of tranquil mind soon become well established indeed 
So prasade sarva dukkhanam harinasyogajayate. When the mind is tranquil, cheerful, then there is total destruction of all sorrows. What is happiness? Sarva dukkhanam hanihi is sukham. Say, definition of sukham also you should know. What is sukham anandam? A situation where all sorrows are gone. That is called sukham. But our experience is not like that. Our sukham, there is no, it is, you cannot say there is an end of sorrow. Isn't it? Because every sukham, you are worried. I don't know <laughs> whether I have to suffer or not. Even laughing also people are worried. So that's why sometimes you know, they come and beat their cheeks. <laughs> So that to come, so I don't want to enjoy too much. <laughs> now, so sarva dukkhanam hanihi, that is called real sukham. That comes only with prasada. Prasada comes only with what? Discipline of mind. Discipline of mind comes only when you have higher purpose and goal in life. So that, to the extent mind is convinced about that inspired goal, discipline comes automatically. And when discipline comes, mind becomes tranquil. In the tranquil mind, we experience the sukham anandam, which is free from dukkham. In our worldly pressures and happiness, there is a sense of joy, of course, if there was no joy, people would not have run after that. But the question is, is that real joy or is it illusory joy? It is only a make-believe joy. Because if it was real joy, there must be end of sorrow. In fact, as we are enjoying, already the sorrow is lurking. Happiness and peace go together. If there is no peace, manashanti is our happiness, mind remains agitated only. So an agitated happiness is not possible. Whenever the mind is calm, peaceful, then only you experience happiness. So here it is said, sarvadukkhanam, all sorrows, yes. So the sorrows also can be classified under three, Adhyatmika, Adhidevika, Adhibhautika. Tapas. Adhyatmika means subjective arising from body or mental disturbance, one's own imperfection in the mind. Adhidevika arising from outward natural causes. Adhibhautika arising from other Surroundings, dukkham, sorrows, in this verse refers to all these forms of suffering. Adhidevika, Adhibhautika, Adhyantika Tapas. So, prasade sarva dukkhana anihi asyoga jayate prasanna cheta sohyasu. 
ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಪರ್ಯವತ ಸಖ್ಯತ್ ಹಾಫ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವರ್ಷ ಪ್ರಸನ್ನ ಚೇತಸ ಪುರುಷಸ್ಯ ದಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಹೂಸ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ಯೂರ್ ಚೇರ್ಫುಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿ ದೆನ್ ಹಾಶುಕಿಲಿ ಬುದ್ಧಿ ಪರ್ಯವತಿಸ್ತದೆ ದಿಸ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಅಯಾಮ್ ದಟ್ ಪರಮಾನಂದ ಸ್ವರೂಪ ಅಹಮಸ್ಮೀ ದಿಸ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ the mind become tranquil then what is behind the mind is paramatma it get reflected clearly it is not that paramatma is not present in you now but it never get reflected fully because of the reflecting media is disturbed the reflecting media is our mind as long as the mind is agitated disturbed then the reflection become blurred and it is not clear therefore buddhi paryavadishtade this knowledge i am that paramananda swarupa i am that atma this buddhi nischala bhavati become firm so bhagavan shankaracharya says when the mind is pure and cheerful knowledge takes root there then there is total fulfillment kritakrityata of life comes to him does mere tranquility destroy all forms of dukkha no destruction of all dukkhas can only happen when there is self knowledge soros go away for that person who has a tranquil mind because knowledge for such a person is not far away therefore he says de buddhi paryavadishtade therefore keeping the mind and the senses fully under control live a life in accordance with scriptures then you will climb this ladder of success Verse 62 and 63 gave us the ladder of fall, 64 and 65 gave us the ladder of success. <laughs> How to go down and climb up. So Prasada will produce two-fold benefit. Sarvadukkhanamhanihi, Shanti. ಬುದ್ಧಿಪರ್ಯವದಿಷ್ಟದೆ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ವೆಲ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಬಾಟಮ್ ಲೈನ್ ನಾವು ಇಲ್ಲಿ ಸೇರಿ ರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಟ್ ಮಾರೋ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಯು ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮದಜ್ಜನೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ